welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hi, welcome back to your favorite podcast where a couple break down horror movies thematically by month, even though it's their birthday month and they're not supposed to have to do this. Uh, my name is Cindy. I am the uh, <clears throat> girlfriend being killed. Uh, I'm Josh. I'm the killer. killer. Go ahead and say it. Yep. Um, Go ahead. Welcome to our Christmas episode spectacular. Mm-hmm. I was going to say bonanza. Word we need to use more often to describe things. Bonanza. <laughs> uh, extraordinaire. Um, so you know that typically uh, on birth months that we had to pick our theme. And so for December, my theme is we take the month off. Uh, however, it is Christmas time. It is uh, the solstice, the day uh, as we are recording this. So uh, we're going to go ahead and record a little special. It is the shortest day of the year. That's correct. The everything, longest night. Everything gets better from here on out. Every day gets a little longer and a little bit better. Because I'm willing it to happen for all of you. Thank you. It's going to happen. Terrific. We're going to fix this fucker. What are we watching this December 2023? Uh, Welcome to Christmas Evil, a.k.a. You Better Watch Out, which is a dope-ass title. They're both really good titles. so what's the title? Christmas Evil. Okay. It, It was also released as You Better Watch Out. Okay. Um, But Christmas Evil is the official title. All right, Christmas Evil. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, that's kind of generic. 1980. All right, so almost the same age as me. From the period between when you were alive and I was not. Correct. There's we, quiet We do a lot of movies from those, that period. We'd like to pretend that doesn't exist. Um, so there you go. 1980. You don't remember shit about it. I don't remember uh, shit. I was you, literally becoming one. <laughs> Becoming one, becoming one with the force. I was I was going from birth to one, so it's like I wasn't a year old. Do you know what I mean? You, I was you were still you were still the age where they counted it by months. Yeah, but like nine months or whatever. Correct, correct. Um, yes, yes, yes. You would have been eleven months when this movie came out. Uh, okay, nineteen eighty, the year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the year that the Miracle on Ice happened, where the U.S. won the hockey. Oh, gold. it's true. They made a movie about it. Kurt Russell played the coach. Yes, he yelled a lot in it. <laughs> and they yelled a lot in the real in the real um, event as go. well. The U.S. boycotted the Summer Olympics that year. Okay, because they were in Russia. Russia. I think it, yeah. No, um, they were in Argentina, weren't they? No, it was in Russia. Oh, okay, never mind. And we were like, we're, we're not going there. Not happening. Uh, not not on my watch, said Jimmy Carter. Uh, smallpox was certified eradicated. Don't worry, it's coming back because people apparently don't believe in uh, vaccines anymore. What? <laughs> this is how the dark ages happen. Well, no, I mean, so if you go back and look at any point in time, humans are essentially pretty dumb. Yeah, uh, we are both simultaneously individually the smartest creature that's ever existed on the planet. But when and we are the together, worst. the dumbest. It's like you get more than five of us in a room, and we become the dumbest fucking thing on the planet. Absolutely. Um, so do with that what you will. But <laughs> nineteen eighty, uh, mounting Helms erupted. That's correct. Pac Man was released. I'm Pac-Man not saying those two things Vita. are related. Burr, burr, burr. Oh, what? I'm not saying Pac Man caused the Mount St. Helens eruption. We're not saying it didn't though. I hear you. 
I'm just saying. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> CNN was launched, also responsible for Nazi Helen's eruption. <laughs> also responsible for uh, horrific things happening. Reagan won the presidency. Actually, that also may be responsible, responsible for Nazi eruption. Horrific <laughs> things happening um, to mankind. And on television, everyone was asking one question. That question was, who, who shot JR? Who I know shot JR? I know that because everyone assumes my birthday is 1980. When, like, you get those, like, what happened in 1980, the year you were born? Like, actually. See, <laughs> I um, I, my life experience knows this better from uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns. Nice. When yeah, the Simpsons did it and it was Maggie. I also uh, I also know that the top song in December 1979 was uh, the, uh, the Dacre, no, the What's It Called song. Uh, the Red Red Wine song? Nope. <laughs> I'm just guessing. You said daiquiri. I was like, is it a booze song? The pina colada song. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. If you like pina coladas. Which I forever associate with the movie Dirty Work. <laughs> Whenever they have that bar fight yes. and uh, Chris Farley jams the quarters in to play <laughs> Street Fight Man. And he's like, G711. They're like, you press G710. And he's like, shit. And it starts playing <laughs> oh, that song to the bar shit. fight. If I like pina colada. Yeah. Which is... Dirty Work is amazing. It's a good movie. Uh, <laughs> the people that we we gained that year, it's the birth year of Macaulay Culkin, of Ryan Gosling, of Jake Gyllenhaal, of Eva Green. Just beautiful people. Yep. Uh, sadly, that was the year that we lost so many good people. We Did lost Telly Savalas um, that year. We lost Alfred Hitchcock that year. Okay. We lost Steve McQueen, Peter Sellers, John Lennon, and Mae West. Wow. Them, them's the big ones. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, if you're wondering, hey, what movies came out that year? Just so you have a frame of reference, this came out the same year as The Shining, Airplane, Caddyshack, Blues Brothers, Raging Bull, Elephant Man, Altered States, which we've done, Dressed to Kill, which we will eventually do, Friday the 13th, uh, 9 to 5, <laughs> Popeye, The Changeling, which we've done, The Fog, which we've which done, we've done, Alligator, which we've done, mm-hmm. Urban Cowboy, mm-hmm. which I've uh, done. Ooh, the sound of that. <laughs> Whatever. Mm, uh, City of the Living Dead, which we will City of definitely the Living do. Dead. Uh, Gloria, Motel Hell, Inferno, and yes, Fade to Black. We've done that we too. just recently did. Yeah, we just did so, that too. So, welcome back to 1980. Put on your 1980 pants, which I assume are very 70s styled. <laughs> and a diaper. As we talk about... <laughs> christmas evil all right um okay so this is not a made for tv movie no this, this is, was this got released, released in a theater oh better better yet okay wait till i tell you this little weird tidbit that's coming up okay um so this movie was released in november of 1980 i don't have a very specific date it was it kind of got a rolling release it was a grindhouse style movie um okay this movie is exploitation as shit but it it does the thing that few movies do that I love, which is the best scene is the last scene. Ah, so it builds a to a, a cool ending. And then, like, because sometimes you have these movies. There's an actual it's a nice cool finish. idea. And then it kind of fizzles out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie, like, peaks with and the last shot end. of the movie. And you're like, fuck yeah. Like, if this movie That's ended like two minutes movie. earlier, you'd be like, eh. But the ending of this movie is what you will forever remember about this movie. Right um, it is written and directed by Lewis Jackson. Lewis Jackson. Tell me about Lewis Jackson. Uh, he directed The Transformation, A Sandwich of Nightmares. That's right. A movie called The Transformation, a colon, 
a sandwich of nightmares. A san- so it's a sandwich horror and, movie? Yeah, and he also plays the bartender in this movie at the Christmas party. Okay. Um, so there you go. He wrote and directed it. Uh, True okay. genius. It stars... Buffalo not, Springfield. Not, yes, it stars bu- the band Buffalo Springfield. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, it just popped in my head. It stars ABBA. No, um, <gasps> Brian Maggart. M-A-G-G-A-R-T. He I plays. you pronounce that. He plays Harry Stadling, who's the main character. Um, he plays Cleveland Sam in Brian De Palma's Dress to Kill. Again, We've done we that. will eventually watch this movie. Hmm? Uh, we've okay, not watched Dress to done... Kill. Oh, no, you would remember Dress to Kill. Very problematic movie about transgender people. Oh, all right. Uh, he was Ernie Holm in The World According to Garp. I don't know if you ever, have you ever I, seen that I've movie? The Rob Williams movie where, like, that movie is bananas. I don't think I've ever seen it. You would love it. It's like a Wes Anderson movie well before Wes Anderson. Interesting. Um, okay. He is the real-life father of Fiona Apple. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, right. The lead slash baddie of this movie is the father of Fiona, Fiona Apple. Apple. Well, somebody um, had to be. It Why makes not that me so guy? happy. Uh, probably Why the not? best known person in this movie is uh, the the guy who plays the brother, Philip Stadling. He is Jeffrey DeMunn. Um, he was Harry in The Green Mile. He was Dan Miller in The Mist. He's the sheriff in The Blob remake. He's in The Hitcher. He was Dale in The Walking Dead. Just a really nice guy. Like, he's one of those actors, every time he shows up in a movie, you're like, cool. I bet you're just nice. <laughs> I bet you're just, like, a really nice guy. Like, as far as we know, he is. Yeah. I've never heard anyone say, like, not a good dude. Okay, good. Like, just That's what seems, I want to hear. Like, That's what I want to hear. Sometimes you hear a person talk, and you're like, you're comforting. <laughs> like, and that's him. It's like a good person. Um, yep, he plays the brother. We have uh, Diana Hall, H-U-L-L. As Jackie Stadling, she was in Amazing Stories. Do you remember Amazing Stories? I do not. The Steven Spielberg produced show that was like, I think it was on HBO. It was like an hour long episode that had like a different story every week. Oh wait, you're you're. Mm. I just remember the one where like Interesting. the plane. It was like a cartoonist in like I think he was in World War Two. What? And they lost the landing gear, and he drew a picture of the plane, and then drew the wheels on the plane, and then. The cartoon wheels appeared on the actual plane. They were able to land at the end. No, I've, it's like I don't shit think like I've that. Seen that. I don't like, think I've seen that. Yeah, it was. Okay. You know, I mean, it was a fun show. Um, she was also in the New Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. Uh, now here, now you're talking. And she is currently a teacher of the Method Act. Interesting. The method, uh, style of acting. Of acting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've well, got good on her. Andy Fenwick playing. Donnie Stadling. It's a whole family here. He was in the movie called A Breed Apart. Donnie. Uh, he was in Hidden in Plain Sight. Okay. Keep an eye out for these people. Okay. Well before they were famous or you would know them. Um, Mark Margolis shows up in this movie in the background. He is in Pie. He's in Requiem for a Dream. He plays uh, Hector the Old Dude in Better Call Saul. Which I know doesn't mean anything to you, but like at the, <laughs> to, the, the to the rest of the world it does. For those of you listening at home that know that show right, and right, like right, it, right. he is in this movie. Not saying I wouldn't love uh, it. Significantly younger than he was in Better Call Saul. Probably love it. And then Raymond J. Barry plays a detective in this movie. Okay. Um, he's been in a million things. I'm just going to say a line he said in a movie, and I'm going to see if you recognize who he is off of the line. Off of the line. Ready. Ready. Wrong kid died. Oh. 
Remember a mall card? The yes. Dad? <laughs> like, That's the dad? It's the worst case of having I've ever seen. <laughs> I didn't realize it too. I didn't realize until I just half myself with a machete how easy it was to do it, son. <laughs> Broke I haven't it, seen that movie in a long time. <laughs> so his brother gets like sawed in half. His brother cuts himself in half with a like, machete. Yeah. And the dad's like, wrong, he kept, wrong kid died. He kept saying it he every time. He just said it every time he saw him. <laughs> Even when he was a grown man. <laughs> so there you go. He's in this movie playing a detective. He's been in a million things. In my head, he will forever be the dad from Walk gotcha. Um You're going to love Christmas Evil, Cindy. It's rated R, it is one hour. And 33 minutes yes, long. Yes, that's what I was waiting to hear. It is short as shit. Uh, it is playing on Shudder. Mm-hmm. So if you got Shudder, it's there. You All can go right. watch it now. Uh, while you look up the poster why I sent you, I'm going to go ahead and read you the tagline, which is, This Christmas, you better believe in Santa, or he'll slay you. What? Or he'll slay you. Okay, here we go. This is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an original poster of the movie, and I try to tell you what the movie is going to be about. <laughs> we have a very cartoony. It, it looks like it's from it looks like, like Saturday night, or the Saturday evening post. No, false. It looks like a beat-up advent calendar that you would buy at the dollar store version of a classic Santa. Because, like... It's off. Uh, and there's like a hand in the bag. And Merry Christmas is scratched out. And all the dolls are dead. Um, the other tagline Christmas is. Evil, the night he dropped in. The night he dropped in, indeed. Uh, I'm going to say this is about a serial killer who goes around on Christmas Day. Or Christ, you know, Christmas Eve night. And uh, goes down like and kills people. Like he's the Santa Claus killer. So you think this movie... Is about a Santa Claus? Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> is that what that is? Basically. No. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of movies where it's like a guy in a Santa suit does murders. That's what I think this is. Um, a guy in a Santa suit does murders. Okay. It, it's like uh, Tim Allen's a Santa Claus, <laughs> except rather than nice guy Tim Allen taking over Santa by accidentally killing him, like an actual serial killer kills him. Okay. And then there's like a charming, like, you're the new Santa Claus. It's not that. And he's like, here we go, motherfucker. But I want that movie now. Um, let's make that movie. All right. On it. Uh, okay. Here's what I'm going to guess. Here's my guess for how this is going to go. I think that as this movie progresses, you are going to leg- actually really like this movie. Um, this movie has, it's weird. Obviously. Uh, this is, uh, what's his name? This is John Waters' favorite Christmas movie. Oh, we love John Waters and his Baltimore loving self. Okay. So. All right. Well, we're going to go watch this on Shudder. You're going to love it. All right. Especially the end. So there you go. Join us, won't you? Mind the doors. Christmas Evil. told you he'd be happy that we remembered him. This Christmas, Santa's <laughs> going to make everyone happy. The grown-ups. And the kids. 
Christmas evil. The non-believers. Watch out! And the screamers. And this Christmas, you better believe in Santa, or he'll slay you. Merry Christmas, Frank. Christmas Evil, the night he dropped in. We watched Christmas Evil. Ho, 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 homies. Felt so bad for poor Harry. Uh, I called who was going to get killed right away. Right away. <laughs> Moss. First off, who names your kid's first name Moss? Come on. Moss Garcia. You're like your father. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, that kid didn't have a chance in hell with his mom. Just fucking belting him. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we watched Christmas Evil. What did everyone think? It was easy to find. I liked it. Shudder. Shudder. I did like this one. It was a fun movie. I'm glad we watched it. It was a fun Christmas scary slasher Not movie. Not super scary. No, no. And it, it it doesn't do the thing that a lot of these Christmas slasher movies do where it's like someone goes on a murder rampage. Yeah. Or someone is like... Um, dressed as Santa, just hacking people up, or... No, this had a really interesting plot. Like the Silent Night, Dead Light movies. There was uh, anti-capitalism in there. There was uh, anti-the-man. That was thrown in there. That was fun. Uh, what else? It was just... There, there was some weird brother shit. Uh, I, I really wanted, at first... I'm glad we waited a little while to kind of process this because my initial thought was like, this is a movie that is based on the fact that it's all fucked up if women have a sexual life. Like, he's all fucked up because his mom was fucking probably his dad under the Christmas tree. Like, oh, that's crazy. And he was all fucked up at his brother because, like, he had, like, a good sex life with his legitimate wife. Like, fuck, you need to calm down. Like, so sorry. Women like like sex. Sorry, Santa. But... Uh, I thought about it <laughs> and it's just, it's a funny movie. It's just, it's a fun, easy to watch movie. Do you, but do you think that that's like the thing underneath this movie? I don't think it was an intentional thing, but yeah, I think there was like, well, yeah, he'll have seen his mom get freaky with Santa and it'll fuck him up. And now he'll, I guess somehow that makes him idolize Santa because he wants to fuck his mom. Is that what they're trying to say? Like, why would he oh, idolize Santa if is, Santa... This is interesting. Does that make sense? Because my take on this movie is <clears throat> very different. Oh, okay. You don't think that was Santa? Um, you don't think that was his dad, I mean? That was his dad. But he thinks it's Santa Claus, right. right? So the reason he's mad at his mom and mad at Santa Claus and mad at his brother is over Santa Claus, not because of sex. Like, he very specifically says... He's mad at his brother for not believing in Santa Claus and telling him Santa Claus isn't real when they were that they were little. But why? Like, why is that such a big deal? Because I'm, I'm he, kind of with the brother on that. He, like, well, he, okay, he's a child. So the main character is likable, and you feel bad for him, but he Harry. is a fucking crazy person. Yes. Um, oh yeah. So that being said, 
very quickly, this movie, do you want to give us a quick summation before we talk about more about what happens? A kid watches his mom get freaky with Santa and it makes him obsess over Santa for the rest of his life. And uh, he decides to kind of become a vigilante Santa for the kids in the neighborhood, like detailing the naughty and the nice ones. Uh, and then on Chris, and then he finally gets pushed to the breaking point, and he ends up killing those who are naughty and rewarding those who are nice, and you know breaking down the man with him. Yeah. So IMDb has simply a toy factory worker, which is important, mentally scarred as a child upon learning that Santa Claus is not real, suffers a nervous breakdown after being belittled at work, and embarks on a Yuletide killing spree. It is very kind of vague. like a, what's that standing down? Um, He's finally like, I already had it. I've snapped. So, yes. Standing tall, that's it. Uh, the beginning of this movie is you meet the kids. They are with the mom on the stairs watching the dad come down the chimney, mm-hmm. which made me think of the scene from Gremlins. Yes, and, you know, that's exactly what the, I thought of, too. The smell. Um, <laughs> so, dad comes down the, and does, like, the pack, like the presents and all that stuff, and knowing he's watched, but pretends like, oh, there's kids there. Um and it's adorable, and then the kids go back to bed, and then Harry mm. sneaks downstairs and sees Santa, like, and mom basically freaky. getting ready to go down on mom. I guess, yeah. That's what I got from it. And that really upset him. Um, <clears throat> and then his brother's like, Santa Claus is real, that was dad, you idiot. Yeah, calm the fuck down. So I don't think it's a sex thing, because he doesn't target really any women no, that's true. I mean, everybody that he... He targets people that are shitty and don't believe right. in Santa Claus. Like, don't believe in the spirit of Christmas. Yeah, I guess. So I think for him it was... But, like, he was... His ma- brother had genuine concerns. He Well, I mean, of course, he's he is legitimately a crazy person. Like, he ha- there's valid reasons for why, you know, you take someone who is not in a good state of mind and then you push and push and push and bad things happen. There you go. Yeah. But I think... This movie is about a guy who realizes as a kid that the spirit of Christmas may be real, but its embodiment is not. So he wants that position. Okay. Oh, so he wants to be Santa. And the end of the movie is he gets it. You get why I was like, oh, so he wants to like fuck his mom? What is happening here? So no, I don't think, okay. he, I don't think he wants no, to fuck. No, I get there, it. There I are definitely it. those movies. Um, I don't think this is that movie. I think this movie is... He wants to be Santa because, like, he fucking loves it. He loves Santa. He has his house or his apartment or whatever is full of Santa Claus shit. Yeah. He spies on the kids, which is creepy. Very creepy. But in a, like, not in a, a pedagogical you know way. But... It made me feel like, oh, nobody's getting hurt there. If one of those kids is being hurt, like, he something would be, would be done. But, yeah. But other he, than he know, basically does it so he them. can decide whether these kids get good <laughs> presents or bad presents. He doesn't, whether they're worthy. Never, he never physically hurts a child. No, that's true. But now he does scar those two children that he <laughs> kills their life. father. While his wife is sound asleep. Because fa- their father is a fucking dickhead. I looked right at you um, and I was like, that's us. You can get killed right next to me. I'll be Yeah, it wouldn't be the other way around. I would definitely wake up the minute like I, I heard a fucking creak of the floor. Yeah. But not the other way around. <laughs> nope. Uh, so what you're saying is if you're sneaking into our house to kill us, start with me. Yeah. Um. I'm the one you want to take out first. <laughs> wow. Because uh, I am a light-ass we're just, sleeper. We're just giving you a blueprint here for yep. how to... Okay, let's cut that. That's uncomfortable. Come through the garage. Uncomfortable. There is no garage. Behind the swimming um, pool. There is no swimming pool. 
uh, yeah, this movie is he wants to be Santa Claus, and he achieves it by the end of the movie. Yeah. So he does kill people. He yep. kills uh, the boss of the toy company and his wife. He does kill one woman. Mm-hmm. Um, he also kills the new uh, like management the, training say, guy. He's like an, in an ad ad exec. Is how I they basically got it. come up with a plan. PR? To give free toys to a, like, children's hospital for um, IDD waiver kids is what we would call them now. Yeah. And... Um, they don't call them that in the movie. <laughs> they call them a very 80s term that I'm not going to repeat on What ARC stands for, or used to stand for. Uh, um, so, what we used to say was MRP. But, they just, but he figured out that it was the toys that the workers donate were being given, not the toys that the toy maker fucking makes. It's it basically it's the it same. Like, You're it's absolutely the same, right. They, it's the same racket that like every fast food thing does. Where yeah, they're like, they're... do you want to round your total up to like the next dollar amount and give that money to like insert charity, and then they donate that and then write that off on their taxes? That's exactly what they were doing. Yeah. And he was like, "Why can't you just like donate the shit to kids and not like you know exploit the workers in doing that?" Right. And their boss was like, <laughs> that's not how that So works. he doesn't fit in with the workers because now he's in management he's the and they were like, yeah. you're not one of us one anymore. Of but all of management is like, you know, oh, you all you talk about is how we should like make better toys and not yeah. make a profit. And he's like, yeah, you, like you should make better toys. Like he actually physically makes toys for kids out of like metal. Yeah. He rather forges than, like, them. Plastic. He forges them. It was crazy. Some movies have, uh, some horror movies have, uh, characters making bullets oh yeah uh, this this movie has a character making like a soldier out of like tin yeah. for real uh there you go it, it did kind of remind me of that when he brings out the crucible and i was like oh look it's like uh it's like monster be, squad he's he's make bullets, bullets. no nope. okay he okay. makes a toy uh and then he basically paints a sleigh on the side of his fucking chevy van uh, yeah on the side of his white panel van and then drives again creepy Around delivering these toys that he steals. He steals a bunch of toys from the... Uh, from the company. Company. He delivers them to this special needs home. And then he goes around to, like, the kids who deserve it. And he gives them... And then Moss Garcia gets, like, a bag, bag of, of dirt. dirt. Yeah, a I bag... I thought it would have been fun if it was, like, horse shit. Horse shit. But I think that's what they were kind of going for. He also, like, paints his face with dirt and, like, smudges the wall. It's... It's a whole thing. It's like a weird. It doesn't make a hundred. It's like a weird hobo. But this movie does the thing that like all really good movies do, which is you can lose me in the middle as long as you have a strong opening and a fucking strong ass closing. Okay. Yeah. It had a strong ass closing. Uh, You were absolutely right about this movie. Does end with like everyone (laughs) is it's a it's a Frankenstein ending basically where everyone all the townspeople of New Jersey (laughs) get their torches out right. And chase the Santa Claus through the streets uh, after he has been kicked out of his brother's home. Because for, his brother's like, you're a fucking maniac. And tries to choke him to death. Yeah. Uh, and then in a, a fit of what I call um, plot, drags <laughs> plot. his unconscious brother outside and puts him behind puts the, him in the wheel. Puts him in the wheel. Yeah. And then he comes back to life. And he's like, oh. And then immediately escapes. It's like, we need to justify how he gets back to the van. Yeah. It's one of those that moments. That clunky. We're like, uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And then right. he drives off, misses all of the torch-bearing uh, New Jerseyites. <laughs> right. Uh, flies off of a bridge. Yes, so it looks like. And then um, flies off into the night yeah. in his Chevy van like Santa Claus because he has achieved. His goal. His goal of becoming Santa. Yeah. Um, 
That's what I think this movie is about. I think this movie is about... A man becoming Santa. Uh, becoming something better than you. I, I do think we have been trained by life, and by older movies especially, um, the whole incel thing. Oh, yeah? Oh, that torches are good? No. <laughs> that no, everybody no. has torches? The, this idea of, like, you know, taxi driver. Oh, yeah. Kind of really started this... Oh, started it, but really drove the point home. Um, this idea of, like... Incel, you know what incels are, right? Like yes, the invol- involuntary celibate, celibate kids, yes. the guys who are like, I can't get laid because I'm such a good guy and girls are terrible. Uh, he's not one of those, but he doesn't have any relationships in his life, right? So, like, I think the baggage that you bring from the world we live in and the internet, which has sent that shit into light speed, mm. when you see True. him True. not having any real relationships, you're like, oh, this motherfucker hates women. Like, yeah, this yeah, motherfucker is probably have... terrible. And he's just kind of like asexual. We think. Maybe. Doesn't Maybe. really like, only really seems to give a shit about being Santa Claus. Being around kids like Michael Jackson. He found the one job that he could That's true. Working in a at. toy. Yeah. Working in a toy factory. He that is not, very true. I don't true. think he could do anything else. Yeah, probably not. He's probably mentally ill beyond like PTSD or whatever. Whatever. Um, there's something. Mom get her leg felt up by a guy dressed up like missing. Santa. It's so funny <laughs> that scene is like. That's all that really happens. What you would have thought would have been risque back in the yeah. day, right? It's like, ooh, Santa Claus is rubbing her thigh. Ooh. When we see her garter. Yeah. And she just giggles weirdly. If this movie would have come out like two years later, it would have been like Santa's railing mom. Yeah. Hardcore <laughs> cock. Like, whoa. Welcome to 1982, bitches. Yeah, big difference. So it is interesting that this movie comes out the same year as Friday the 13th. Why is that? Because Friday the 13th takes the slasher. And what what you think about the slasher, you think about the idea of, oh, you have sex, you die. Like women are inherently evil. All that stuff gets attributed to the slasher genre either because of Friday the 13th films or because of people's perceptions of what they are. Okay. So, like, in 1980, there wasn't that slasher formula that had been driven into the ground Okay. by, like, the Friday the 13th films and the Nightmare on Elm Streets, which they're way fucking better. Sorry, Freddy Rules. Um, the Halloweens. And, and, I mean, there was only Halloween 1 had come out when this movie came out, right? Because right. Halloween 2 didn't come out until 81. So, slashers in this movie is... A stretch to call it a slasher. I yeah, think it wants it's more to of a, be a slasher more than it actually is yeah. a slasher. It's more of like an allegory. Because he does kill some people in it, but like... They deserve it. He's not like stalking and killing people. Yeah, they deserve um, it. They're bad guys. But I think the expectations that people have on a movie like this are very different than what they would have been when this movie came out because of the waves of slasher films that came out after this. Gotcha. So, okay, you know... Well, we watched this with uh, the older sort. Uh, it was an easy, like I said, it was an easy to watch movie. It was fun. They liked it. Uh, so yes to watching it with the older generation. I don't know. Um, what do we think about the younger generation in this movie? I can kind of. Hmm. I think it's not as slow as most. It's not slow to the age where he would be able to like set and follow it. I don't mm-hmm. think. It, I don't think it's a problem. I don't think there's anything in this movie that would. 
It's not keep scary. You from showing it to someone right. over like thirteen. It's over. pacing. It's always the pacing. Like this movie does have a little bit of a pacing issue. Yeah, like, it, it does. It lags. Lag in the middle a little bit. It's okay. It's okay. But I don't um, know if the younger sort would uh, be able to say that. You know, be able to feel the same. I do know it. It's full of action. Full of action. I mean, it, is it revolutionary for the time? Apparently, yes, it was. I guess it, it was. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing about that. You're talking about a movie that comes out of the middle of like a Santa boom of -hmm. Christmas movies, of horror movies. And it's the one where Santa Claus isn't this like maniacal monster. Like, you know, he's escaped from the state and now he's because like Black Christmas really starts that. Okay. Yeah. Fair. And then like, so Black Christmas is 75, I think, 74, 75. And then this is 80. So there was like this constant low key um soundly deadly nightness because those movies got made all the way through the 80s okay right of like christmas horror and this is like the only one where you really empathize with the bad guy i definitely empathize with the bad sympathy with the devil sort of a thing for sure for sure um there's killing he stabs a dude in the eye with (laughs) with the uh the tin soldier yeah i was gonna say nutcracker that wasn't right um There's, you know, fun dialogue moments. And Jeffrey DeMond, the brother, is just <laughs> constantly hand-wringing and being like, You're an ass. Why are you like this? this? Um, fantasy. The end of this movie is... The end of this movie makes this movie better Fantastical. than it actually is. <laughs> I agree. Like, I agree. If this movie ended 30 seconds before it, you know, earlier, you'd be like, Meh. Eh. <laughs> Jinx. The ending of this movie makes this movie really good. What you want to go back and watch again. Agreed. Um, in fornication, there is sexy stuff. There is some sexy. There is a, a woman getting groped by a Santa under a Christmas tree while she giggles. So there is. And it a goes really, on way too long. There's a really funny moment where the torch bearing, the torch people are chasing uh, Harry. Kill and the he beast. Falls. Like, he wipes oh, out. Oh, yeah, that's funny as hell. And that was an accident, and they just left in the movie, because it looks fucking awesome. It, it just really wipes the fuck out. Um, this movie was shot in North New Jersey. Yeah, we looked that up. Um, I was like, that's, this is a weird place. Almost all the fake snow was cut up pieces of plastic bags. Oof. Welcome. Welcome to Jersey. To the late 70s when they shot this. Yeah. Uh, the director said he came up with the idea for this film after smoking marijuana one night during the 70s and seeing vision of santa claus holding a knife and was like i need to make a movie about santa with a knife and he did um and it was halloween that really um got the this movie greenlit right okay it was halloween coming out and being set on a holiday you know it was a holiday slasher Mm -hmm. and people were like oh shit we need to make those because those make money even though the director was like um thank you halloween but my movie is less halloween and more frankenstein it is very Frankenstein, I would agree. So, very Frankenstein. A lot the, of parallels The there. children's hospital segment of the kids, that was lifted directly from, from a real life thing. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. The Willowbrook like we said, that's State what School in New York, uh, where children were kept in deplorable conditions. The journalist that is talking on the news is based on Geraldo Rivera, who was not yet a national news figure. He was local. <laughs> Remember the guy with the mustache? Oh, yeah, no, um, I know exactly. He's the guy about. who broke that Willowbrook State Hospital story, and okay. that's what launched him into like national news. 
So we have, well, uh, I mean, it was a good thing to break. Anyway. So, yeah, it's, and then the Toy Factory was owned by the film producer's family. Edward yeah. R. Pressman, the guy who produced Conan the Barbarian amongst many other movies and Phantom of the Paradise. Um, <laughs> he owned, like his family, I actually noticed it on Christmas Eve when um, my sister-in-law was opening a game and it said Pressman on it. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> that That's a real place? That's a, that's like the company that... Oh, is it really? Yeah, that Edward R. Pressman owned that and they, they used that money from games like that to, to make, make this movies movie. like this. Cool. So there you go. Um, it's this, still around today. This movie has a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes based on six, re- it only has six reviews. You better get um, on there. And one of them said Christmas Evil is not for all tastes, but it's well worth the time for those looking for a darker, different kind of Yuletide film. Okay, um, fair. Tom Huddleston of Time Out said he gave it four out of five stars, saying, In contrast to most slasher flicks, this isn't about anything as simple as revenge. Um, Jackson's, Jackson concerns are bigger, social responsibility, personal morality, and the gaping gulf between society's stated aims at Christmas time, charity, hope, goodwill to all men, and the plight of those in need, um, like the children mentally ill and the ones that don't fit in, versus what we actually do. Nice. Uh, yeah. I saw that very clearly portrayed. So, this movie fucking rules. It was a good time. It was a good movie. Um, it was seized in England. Because As most films were due to obscenity laws when it first came out. <laughs> a lot of Anytime time. we watch a video nasty that England wasn't allowed to watch, I like to point it out. It was like Evil Dead. Yeah. Evil Dead's the reason the obscenity laws exist in England and then they weren't allowed to like have these movies released in the UK. So there you go. There this you was go. Christmas Evil and this was our Christmas episode. And a hell of a lot of fun, I think. I think so too. We will be back with you in January when our theme will be. You picked the wrong house. You picked the wrong house. And we're starting with. Wait until dark. Wait until dark. All right. We'll wait until January and we will talk to you then. Have a wonderful holiday, whatever you celebrate or don't. Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, (laughs) Hanukkah, just whatever. Until next time. We love you. Goodbye. That's Josh, and I'm Cindy, (laughs) and I'm still his girlfriend. We love you.